DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad, and you'll get $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333, and you get $33 off any service. Mention DJ, PK, and The Zone. Time to welcome in Travis Hansen, the former BYU basketball star. Travis, good morning. Good morning, DJ. How are we doing this morning? We're doing well. You better say hi to PK or you're going to have a problem. Oh, man. <laughs> PK's here? What's up, PK? <laughs> Why do I feel like that was all done on purpose to get a reaction? Because it was all done on purpose to get a reaction. Well, Travis, we wanted to hear, we'll have you on because we heard that you suddenly have an excellent hookup to get really good seats to jazz games. Is that true? <laughs> you know, man... Uh, it's hard to say goodbye to the Millers. You know, I think I think they were ready to leave, and after 35 years of stewardship, turn it over um, to Ryan and Ashley. And and uh, I don't know if, you know, you and PK, me, and the fans and Jazz Nation were ready to say goodbye yet. Uh, Larry and Gail and Steve Stark and everybody did such a good, great job, and, and you know, we appreciate them and appreciate all, all they accomplished, and kept the jazz in, in Utah for all these years. But yeah. Uh I, Ryan might be able to hook us up with some with some tickets. Uh he he's you know, I don't know if I've ever met anyone that likes to win more than Ryan Smith. He he's competitive, he's he's tough, he's smart, he he just has all the skills to be successful. I you know, automatically I was thinking about all the owners in the NBA, you know, and Obviously, you've had Peter Holt and Mark Cuban and, and Mickey Harrison. Man, I, I think Ryan might be might be top five NBA owners. He hasn't even done anything. I mean, you look at look at the total package and how much he loves basketball and cares about it and his skill set. He has Ashley there to to keep him humbled and keep him down to earth. I I think I think we're all going to be very very excited and thankful that that he uh, actually took this over and. And that Gail was ready to, to pass on the key to, to them, see what they can do with it. Now, we know that you've known Ryan Smith for a good number of years. Uh, we've known him a little bit, not much. I've had a few conversations with him from time to time. We've had him on the air. And you speak of his wife. I know absolutely nothing about this lady. And you say that he has her to keep him humble and down to earth. What exactly does that mean as far as how it's going to relate to his ownership of the Jazz? You know, I think everyone in life, um, especially in key positions, and when you have all that stress and pressure on you, and, and you know, sometimes you're trying to make everybody happy, and um, it's, it's just important to have, you know, someone. And, and to, for me, it's been my wife. She's my ultimate psychiatrist, my support, my number one cheerleader. You know, she. I come home from work and it's tough, and I, I don't know exactly what decisions to make. And, and you know, there's good, great, and and the best, and it's hard to decipher which decision you should make. And it's always nice to have someone that uh, doesn't add stress to your life, that can help you talk through things, that's mature and wise and. And, and really sometimes just says, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. You know, we're here. We got this. 
Ashley's like that. Ashley's super mature. Um, she runs her own dance studio. She's been successful on her own. Um, she's a great mom. You know, we spent, my wife and I, we went with Mark Pope and his wife, Leanne, and Brian Santiago and Kim, and then Ryan and Ashley, and there was the, the four four of us or four couples, and, and uh, we went to Italy for 10 days together. And, you know, it was a blast. Ryan rented Vespas, and we acted like we're all 18 years old again, and and in love and drove around Italy and uh, went out to eat every night and, and took the, took the wrong road sometimes. And it was just, it was just a blast. And so Ryan and Ashley, they're fun. Uh, they're natural leaders. They're the total package, but they also, you know, have each other. And that's really important to balance each other out. And, and cause this is going to be an adventure. This is a journey and you know, he's never done this before. And, and uh, so it, it, there'll be some learnings along the way, but it, you know, I'm, just like with Mark Pope, I think Leanne Pope it was, is the best, you know, coach's wife you could have. She she grew up in a coach's family. Len Archibald was her dad. He, she saw it at the dinner table. She saw recruiting, what life was like at players. And, and Ashley's a lot like that. Ashley's going to be one of the best NBA owner's wives. I mean, she if not the best, she's she's perfect for Ryan. And, and Ryan might be the best NBA owner, honestly. There's no one that wants to win more than him. He's young. He's got the energy. He's smart. He knows how to surround himself with great people, and uh, and he likes sitting front row. You know, he likes being with the players. He and he's a pretty pretty dang good basketball player himself. So it's I think it's the perfect combination. So it can be really hard to be in the spotlight sometime and the celebrity that comes with that. And you're on social media, and you played and got heckled by fans. You've probably got hilarious stories about that. Are they heckled ready? by media. <laughs> right. Uh, do you think they really know what they're getting into as far as the downside of being as public as they're about to be? Because i got to admit, I, I don't know anything about Ashley. The only thing I know about Ryan is having him on, on the show a couple times. Um, you know, for a couple segments on the phone, right? So that's, it's very limited interaction. But she was so excited, which is great. That's the positive and the upside of having local owners. And you could tell right from the get-go they're going to be emotionally invested. So that's a huge positive. But also, man, when you just... The, the letters the Jazz get, <laughs> the stuff you see on social media, um, you know, a trade, a free agent, whatever the story is, uh, who's hired, who's fired, who's traded. I mean, it just, it can be a real negative being in the spotlight sometime. And do you think they're ready for that? Because when it happens, it's a total downer. Yeah, it's, that's a great point. Um, you know, you never know until you, you throw yourself in the fire. I mean, I think he's had it maybe to a much lower scale but running a business is tough running a business sucks it looks a lot sexier on the outside than it is on the inside i got four of them and we got 120 employees he's got you know five or ten thousand employees and and you're recruiting constantly which he's an amazing recruiter so you spend a lot of time as a ceo you know a ceo does probably four things um you know you got vision strategy uh, build great teams, and you got to do big deals. And I, I think Ryan's great at that. I think he'll bring a vision to the Jazz, a strategy of, of how to win and how to put together the right teams and the right staff and exec team. Um, he's uh, one heck of a recruiter, so I think he can build a great team. I think I think we'll bring in people that we haven't been able to bring in to a, to a mid-market team and, and to Utah. 
he, he talks about Utah, how much it's, how much he loves it, and, and uh, how, how wonderful it is to live here. And as a billionaire, you can live wherever you want. He chooses to live here. Um, and, and then, you know, I think he's the type of guy that can do big deals. So when he has employees complaining or someone, you know, someone's family member, you know, is upset because they didn't get a pay raise and, and they, they, you know, saying they're going to go to Microsoft or Amazon and not, not come to Qualtrics. I mean, he's dealt with all the emotional rides um, throughout his career already. This will be on a bigger scale. It'll be more public. But uh, I think yeah, I think he'll just he'll be fine. He'll he'll have some days where he he'll think, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think uh, you know after a couple wins and that that stuff goes away. But I'm I'm excited, man. I'm, honestly, uh, there's no one that likes to win more than him. I, honestly, my whole career, I, you know, I thought Pablo Prigioni or Luis Scola, uh, some of these guys, you know, Terry Stotts. Uh, our coach in the Atlanta Hawks, who's now with Portland, and those guys love to win. I think Ryan loves to win more, and I think he'll bring the energy. And I'm, I'm just excited he chose to take it on. You know, as a, as a guy, he could, he could have done, you know, honestly anything he wanted to do. Um, and he chose to lead Jazz Nation and see if we can build an NBA championship team, and, and that takes a lot of effort and a lot of guts, and obviously put a big dent in his bank account. So he, he, he put his money where his mouth is. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. Absolutely. What do you think as far as change? Because I know people are, uh, I don't want to say nervous, maybe on edge, a little apprehensive, because when you haven't, we've done what the Millers have done for 35 years. Now we're going to see what Ryan Smith and his wife do going forward. So there may be some change. Inevitably, there probably is going to be. How about that? your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think change is good. You know, if you have the right leadership. You know, for so many of us, it's so hard to lead from the bottom up. And so so when a, a leader does come in, you do get nervous. You know, I was with the Atlanta Hawks my first rookie year. Just got drafted with Boris Diaw. And we had, you know, Jason Terry, Sharif Abdurrahim, and we had a pretty good team. Terry Stoss was a great coach. But Ted Turner sold it to a local group. And, you know, most NBA teams are owned by 10, 20, 25 people. You know, it's pretty amazing. You know, Utah Jazz have been owned by the Miller family, basically, and, and now the Smiths. And that's that's not typical at all. And so we had, in Atlanta, a ton of voices. You know, we probably had you know, 10 or 12 people that owned it and they all had opinions and that, that makes it even tougher. So to have only Ryan and Ashley be the voice, I mean, I think it's a great thing. Number one, uh, things will get done. They'll get done quicker. They'll be more decisive. Um, if it was me taking over, I think Ryan and I are, are a lot alike. I think Mark Pope and I are a lot alike. You, you don't make too many big decisions at the beginning. You sit and you learn and you, you sit in a ton of meetings and, and you tell you ask everyone else, you know, what would you do, and what would you do differently? And if you were me, what would you do? And um, I think he's humble enough to know that he doesn't know what he's doing, and that he'll ask a ton of questions and learn, and then you know, methodically, with with intelligence, you know, start start making decisions and start making a few changes here and there. Um, but I, I expect not very many changes to be made up front and until he starts to feel that it's, it's the right way to go. 
You're going to be advising him, aren't you? You're going to be whispering in the ear. We're going to see Travis Hansen's fingerprints all over this. No. I hope so. Oh, God. Travis Hansen's a winner. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I, You're nice. I I will be cheering him on and Ashley, and we'll we'll uh, take them down to Lake Powell, and we'll be their friends that, and when they're all stressed out and, you know, have a losing season we can we can all go to spain or italy and talk about everything other than basketball and and joke around they're they're good people and when you get you get in those public scenarios whether it's business or sports your circle gets smaller sadly you know you just kind of don't know who to trust you don't know who who you you should be, be around what you can say and it'll it'll even get tighter for him like that and and so it's important to have good people around him and good people that he can still be himself and joke around with and and uh but you know I, I I don't know top of my head more than a couple people that would be better NBA owners uh, they they sit at every home game already they, they they're on the front row they they leave their yeah. you know four kids with a babysitter and and they go to every game they they love it don't you want an owner that loves it? Don't you want an owner that actually plays yeah. the game? You know, I I'm in Atlanta and I got an owner that is traveling down to South America for work, and I don't know if he ever touched a basketball. <laughs> you know, I had owners and even in Europe that you know were just in it for the money or the fame. Or Ryan loves this game. He loves basketball. He plays it. I swear, once or twice a morning at the at the marriage center, the annex. Uh, years ago we, we would play at least once or twice a week and the dude can play you know he's smart he understands the game I don't think he I think I don't think there's a game he loves more I, I think he's had a heck of a golfer but uh but, I mean this is, a, this is a pretty cool scenario for Jazz Nation in Utah that, that the Millers got what they wanted they don't want the Jazz to leave Utah and they would they would never turn it over to anybody that would take it away from this state, and they found it with Ryan and Ashley. You know, they love Utah even uh, just just on the scale of the Millers, or even more. They're they're never going to you know let it leave Utah, and and they're going to be great owners, and and they have the energy. They're young. They have um, you know dreams and visions, and they're great with the players. It'll be fun to see who they can recruit and how they can put teams together. And you know, you guys know building a great team and championship teams is a lot more art than science. So. I'm excited just to help in any way I can and cheer him on and and uh, and hope that PK and DJ um, get promoted to GM assistant <laughs> co-GM. Uh-oh. I wonder why you were talking about losing. You said you wanted to win. Yeah, I wonder why you were talking about losing seasons. All of a sudden, I see where you're angling there. After DJ and PK botched the roster. <laughs> I may be able to hit some ground balls with some bees guys. <laughs> DJ P- <laughs> yeah. DJ PK, let's put David James sixty percent in charge. PK forty, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> okay, uh, my first advice to Ryan Smith is don't do that. Um, we've seen, you know, he's been on the front row, and I've seen him. I know he sits just uh, down a little bit from Coach Quinn Snyder, and and he seems to be mellow during the games and all. How do you think it's going to be when it's your team, your product, your money, and there's a call that goes against you or whatever might happen? Because we've seen some owners, they get a little bit too emotional because they want to win so bad. 
Yeah, it, com- it comes with experience. I still have a hard time controlling myself against refs. I coach a seventh grade AAU team, and and ninety nine percent of the time, you know, the other coach acts like a moron, or fans, or the refs terrible. You know, we had refs that wouldn't even make it to half court. They just stood at the other end because they were having a rough day or didn't 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 want to run down. And and so I even have a hard time. I'm forty two. I've played in thousands of games. I've coached now too many games with these kids, and I still get pumped up. <laughs> I still get mad at, at certain scenarios, and so I think that's good. I think passion's good as long as it can be controlled, and as long as you have some discipline. and And I think you'll have the passion. Hopefully, he just doesn't run out, <laughs> run out into the court and, and uh, yell at someone in their face or get a technical. But I think he'll be fine. I mean, that's what. That's what sports brings the whole community together. We all love it. We love to win. We're still all of us trying to learn how to lose with grace. And uh, and when things don't go our way, it gets frustrating. And I think that's that's what makes life great. So you've kind of alluded to it already here, uh, and I read it in several of the profiles, and I'm sure lots of people reading online. You know, for exercise, he plays basketball a couple mornings a week. Uh, what? Uh, did you ever talk to him about owning the Jazz? Was this something that you, I mean, you kind of knew he'd like to, or did you talk specifically about it? Has this been on his radar for a while? When, when, yeah. when you're yeah. playing games in the morning, you got a little time to kill before you start the next game? I mean, he's been so heads down with Qualtrics and the sale of that, and, and now, you know, with SAP, you know, trying to take it public. And, um, but yeah. You know, he he mostly has been talking about my business. You know, he's he's super helpful. He says, you know, how's how's Eddie going? And we have a HR payroll company, and and uh, it's a SaaS play. And he's been telling us, you know, helping me with sales and marketing, and you know, how's that working out? And who do you have? And how's your engineers? And who's the front end and back end? And uh, so he, he's honestly most of our conversations. He's been he's been trying to help me with my business. Um, he you know he he did talk. I have some in-depth conversations with the Phoenix Suns. You know, Robert Sarver has, you know, how many, how many other owners, and I know he told Ryan that for, you know, $100 million, you can come in and own, you know, 10%. And Ryan said, what's what's 10% get me? He said, well, you know, I'll get you some front-row t- tickets, and they well, can I, what, can I come to practices? Well, it depends on who you bring. So, well, can I, can, can I, you know, travel with the team or so no yeah i mean maybe so i was like what so 100 million gets me nothing i mean yeah. so i think he's always been interested in uh being involved in sports especially the nba and I, I think he looked at a couple different options uh phoenix suns being one of them and uh i, I think covid19 or whatever uh changed the irre- irreversible minds of the millers i mean what an awesome opportunity. I think Ryan was going to continue to be persistent and continue to remind Gail that he's alive and willing and has the money to do so. And she ever changed her mind. And, you know, he must've just, you know, got her at a certain good time where she was, she felt like in her heart, it was ready. And, um, and, and was able to take it over, which you got to give him credit. I mean, the guy is a worker. He's persistent. He goes after what he wants and, and uh, I really don't believe there'll be anyone that does it better. Uh, it'll be it'll be super fun, and it's really really exciting to see what changes he does, uh, not only to the 
staff and executive team, but marketing-wise, uh, I think he's an incredible marketer. I think he'll bring the community together. I think he'll be passionate at all the games. So, um, and I think they'll win. I think they'll find uh, ways to bring in the right players and, and spend the money to win. And that's what that's what you know all all of our common goal is. We want the Jazz to win. We want them to bring the NBA championship. It's a lot funner when you're winning. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm being told that you've played against Joe Ingles. We're going to have him coming up. So you you've dunked on Joe Ingles' face. Oh yeah, Joe. Many times. No, Joe. <laughs> Joe. I think I. I think I was with Real Madrid, and I. I had back surgery the year he went to Barcelona, and so we would have played against each other when he was in Barca. And I was with Ala Madrid, so I, I missed him by one year. Um, but Joe's a stud, man. Great player. He's he's been doing great. I'm happy to see see all his success. All right, well, he's bound to trash talk you, so stay tuned for that next, okay? <laughs> he's he's going to be in um, no mercy, take take no prisoners mode. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I think every every alpha personality I played with was a trash talker. It was fun. <laughs> well, Travis, we appreciate the time, and you know, if you can hook us up with those awesome tickets, uh, we're all about it. <laughs> uh, anything for you guys. DJ PK, you're my people. <laughs> we, 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 Utah, we all love you, too. We appreciate all you guys do for us. We love listening to you. Thanks, Travis. See you guys. All right, Joe Ingles is coming up next. Buckle up, people. Here he comes. And speaking of buckle up, Buller will be here at 9 o'clock as well. Uh, Joe Ingles next. Stay with us. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The Jazz have been sold to Ryan and Ashley Smith from Qualtrics. I think the thing you can take away from today's conversation is you have one established Utah family selling an NBA team to another established Utah family. And that's the most important thing is the realization that this team is not going anywhere with a family in uh, Ryan and Ashley that uh, is uh, bound and determined to make this team successful here in Utah and will do everything they can to bring a championship to Utah. That was always Larry's goal. That was Gail's goal and I think we can all safely say that's very much Ryan's goal as well. We've seen some of these big tech giants step in as owners. Look at Mark Cuban's purchase of the Dallas Mavericks and how far they've come. The passion that he has for that team. I believe that Ryan Smith will have that same passion for the Utah Jazz. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at The Warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! <laughs> that got yuck. <laughs> I am so fired up right now, man. Uh, why are you fired up right now, PK? You know, I've spoken to Mal how I'm not the brightest guy in the world. Everybody knows that. But I said when I ha- when I give thoughts, a lot of the time it's what people tell me. Like I've said this about Zach Wilson a hundred times. I've been told since the kid was a sophomore in high school by people I really trust, he's going to be good. He's got what it takes. He's going to be a great quarterback. Well, we're seeing it right now, right? It's not me. I don't take any credit. All I take credit is repeating what these guys have told me. There's guys, my point is, there's guys that I really, really trust that I've come to know for many years. And when it comes to basketball and a lot of other things too, for that matter, I put Travis Hansen at the top of the list. 
And you know I put Travis Hansen on the top I, of the I, list. And I put him at the top of my list. We yeah. disagree about stuff, but we really, <laughs> once Travis starts screwing around, you get him focused, which is always an issue. But once you do that, you know, he's, he's a very straight shooter. He gets right to the point. This is what he thinks. Yes. I have turned around to him at games and... In, a, in the you know they they have like you know the TV timeouts and they man when you're at a game it, it, they go on forever right and I just turn around and I ask him who do you think's going to win this game and with a shake of the head four minutes in he tells me who's going to win the game the next timeout he tells me why and then he's right yeah, <laughs> I'm like yeah. Dang! And I have tweeted out some stuff he's told me, and people are like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, you're right, I don't, but I talked to Travis, and he does, so this is the truth. He really <laughs> does, and he knows Ryan Smith yeah. very, very well. And I've covered many, many athletes, men and women, over the years, and Travis, in terms of competitiveness, he's right there with any of them. The guy was a Big-time baller. You give me five Travis Hansons, and I'm giving you a title. There's no doubt about it. I put him like with guys like Austin Cauley that I've talked about who just have that competitive will. He's got it, and his endorsement of Ryan Smith is something that gets me really excited because Travis is a man I trust in his evaluations. I trust him 100% because I've seen him. I've been with him. He once asked me to, uh, they were in a hot tub, and we were down in St. Thomas. And I said, no, I'm not going to get in there because you're going to splash water on me. You're going to beat me up. Because <laughs> he had just gotten kicked out of the game <laughs> earlier in the evening when they were playing down in uh, St. Thomas when I was covering BYU for the newspaper. I mean, the guy had a will to win that was just incredible. And so he gives that endorsement of Ryan Smith. I- I'm super fired up for this situation. DJ and PK, he's back, baby. It's the offseason, but he hasn't gone anywhere. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz, Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles, good morning. Good morning. How are you on this fine October day? Good. Just dropped my uh, daughter at school, and I'm uh, heading to the facility to go and work out. All right. There it is. People love that. Already focused on the next season. They love that. So I think everyone is curious. How does an NBA player find out that his team has been sold? How did that work? <laughs> um, well, obviously a new experience for, for all of us here with, with the Millers um, having it for, for 35 years. But um, I was kind of like coach a little bit Um, probably got a little bit of an insight before it went public but um, yeah I just yeah get a call or a text I think it was a call and um, I think the first thing was a a bit of shock I guess just um, 
you just, I don't know, you just never, and obviously getting to know the, the Miller family over the last six years and um, the love and passion and dedication and everything that they had put into to this team and, and the, the state of Utah and everything to, to keep it here and, and everything going back to 1985. Um, yeah, just never, I guess there was never a phone call or um, conversation I thought I would be having. I just thought I'd always play for the Miller family and um, obviously very glad that they are still involved um, to, to a certain um, percent or whatever. But um, yeah, just a bit of shock. And then um, you kind of talk about it throughout the day and um, obviously it was pretty confidential. I think they did a really good job of, of keeping it pretty quiet until the, basically until right before, I think. Um, so just sitting there kind of talking to Renee and um, yeah, that was about it. So it was, yeah, a bit of shock, but obviously... Um, exciting times ahead as well with, with Ryan and, and Ashley. So Gail Miller was more than a boss to you, wasn't she? She really was. Um, I'm not going to give the cliche of like a, a mother figure or anything like that, but she, from the from the moment I got here and was on a non-guaranteed and um, she spoke to me and treated me like I was a max player. Like it was, there was no difference on how she spoke to, to me or, or anyone else um, compared to, to how she would speak to anyone else on the team. There was no, there was no difference. Um, there was no, um, not favoritism because that's not even the right word to put in the same sentence as, as Gail or the Miller family, but there was just, everyone was treated the same and um, from, from top to bottom. And yeah, I mean, I, I got welcomed in, um, like I said, on a, a non-guaranteed and, and obviously very lucky to, to kind of go to where it's gone now. But I, I think the thing that will always stick pretty close to me in it, I mean, it makes me get a bit emotional saying it and talking about it, but was was the autism stuff um, and how committed they were um, the, the, in terms of Gail and the, the Miller family. And... Um, I don't want to get the number wrong, and uh, I think she donated like 1.2 million or something that night, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, obviously a lot more than just an owner, um, kind of that. Uh, I think a lot of owners too, and uh, like Travis was was kind of just saying um, before me, like it's Ryan will be the same. Like he, he's going to be more than just an owner. I think he, he's going to kind of open his arms to, to everyone in the team and within the organization and then within Utah. So, um, yeah, very, very, very lucky, uh, I think, for, from my point of view, to, to be able to come to Utah. And, I mean, I wanted to play <laughs> I wanted to play one year with the Jazz and um, I'm about to, at the end of my deal, play eight or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, very, very thankful to them and what they've done, um, not only for... for for me and my family, but um, for all of Utah, like I said, back in 85, buying that first half of the team and, and keeping it here in Utah and, and then to build it to what they've built it to. Um, obviously, with those those championship runs a bit earlier before me, but then you lose a couple of those guys and you're kind of back um, back at square one a little bit and, and to build it, obviously, to now what we've got with, with Quinn and the staff and the, the organisation. Um, they've, they've left it in... Um, a pretty amazing spot for, for Ryan to take over now and, and, and kind of put, put his touch on it, I guess. You never know uh, completely uh, what you're signing up for. In this case, when you buy a team. But, you know, there are other things in life. You, you know, you take a job. 
uh, you get married, uh, you, you know, you join whatever group. You, you never really know what you're getting. The, there are wild cards out there. Um, talk a little bit about how you saw Gail handle some of the issues. You know, with the issue with the fan going after Westbrook, I think as an NBA owner, that's not really what you signed up for. And yet, you're in the chair. you got to handle it. And what was she like in, in, in that moment? I mean, she was pretty – it was pretty special, I think. I – I mean, all the, it's funny you say, like, Gail handling this and then the Miller family, but for a lot of players, too, like, I mean, I was never, this, this was a lot of first first uh, for me as well. Like, I'd never been um, in a situation where you, you're sitting in the locker room and the owner comes and talks to you about a situation like that um, and, and how they're going to handle it and deal with it. And then they, um, it's obviously something they want to completely stamp out of sport and, um, and be kind of a driving force and a, and a leader in, um, in in trying to help that. Um, so it was something that that obviously Gail and, and her family were probably sitting there like like you said you don't like they they bought the team to to obviously keep it in Utah and and to that the passion and dedication and love that they had for for basketball and the jazz and for, for Utah and, and the people that love the jazz. Um, that's why they bought the team. They they obviously didn't know or, or probably think they would be in some situations like they have been, but they've they've handled them pretty head on. Um, they've, they've taken everything kind of in stride and, and like I said, try to be a leader and um, driving force behind change or, or whatever the, the specific situation was. Um, I mean, they, they spent... I don't know what the number was exactly, but the, the money they spent on the facility recently to, to, to give us the best chance to sign free agents, to, to want to go. Like, I mean, you guys have been there. Like, it's it's such a pleasure to, to go to the facility every day. Like, and not that it wasn't before when it was not renovated, but, I mean, I was a first-year player. I was happy to go. Any, I would have gone to any gym to play with an NBA team, but to, to go there every day now, what they've built and the money and time and effort and, like I said, love and passion and all that it's um, I mean it was second to none I, I think and, and like like Travis said it's it's getting passed on from one pretty amazing family to, to another amazing family so um, Ryan's been involved with, with the jersey patch and fight for the fight and um, obviously now uh, I know knowing Ryan that, that he's wanted this for, for a long time and um, when the opportunity came up there was, there was no way he was going to kind of let it go to anyone else. He, he was going to buy the team um, kind of no matter what, I, I believe. So how important is that for a player? Because we've spoken about when what guys want, what they look for. You know, they look for money, they look for playing time, they look for stability, ownership, management, all that stuff. And it seems like, at least from our perspective, that this transition is going to go from one Utah family to another. So you're going to have that. And so the message to the players then is going to be sent, I would think, hey, we're going to continue and we're going to even make it better. Yeah, I... And I think I think that's what Ryan, in in his mind, taking over. It's it's nothing against the Millers or what they built. I, I think what the, the Miller family has done has been been unbelievable. And you, you get a new owner, there's obviously going to be a little bit of change. And, and Ryan wants to put we want to put his touch on it. And um, I think no matter what situation you're in, when a new job or you're the, you, you get promoted or 
I mean, we're building a house right now. Like, it's ours. We're going to do it how we want to do it. And this team now is, is Brian and his families, and um, they're going to they're going to kind of build the jazz. Um, obviously, like Ryan said yesterday, that there's some things that um, the, the Miller family has done that is never going to go away from the jazz. They're always going to be a part of the jazz. Some of the the stuff they've done and, and what they stand for is, is always going to be a part of the Jazz. I think the players that have, have played for the Miller family for an extended period um, are always going to think about that when you run out there. You're going to think about what, what Larry did and, and the family did to, to keep it here. Um, like I like tweeted out yesterday a little bit, but, but they risked, risked everything to, to keep the team here um, by putting themselves in um, some pretty, uh, probably scary times. So, um, uh, the Miller family is, is I mean, it's, the Jazz will never be mentioned w- without the Miller family, I don't think. But, yeah, it's, a, it's also, you, you flip that coin and it's a really exciting time for, for Ryan and his family. And um, like I said, I, I think definitely Ryan will, will put his touch on it. There'll be, um, well, when you're in the position he's in, um, in his life and, and his job and, and career and that, um, you, you want to have people that, that you trust around and, and not saying that anyone in the jazz, jazz is untrustworthy, but um, you want to have your own people around that you're comfortable and familiar with. So um, I think inevitably, inevitably there's, there's always a bit of change, but um, I think the, the, the Miller family was extremely happy to pass it down to Brian because they knew... A lot of their values and what they had, had done over 35 years will stick with the Jazz forever, and Brian will continue to, to, to bring that along. Joe Ingles joining us here, a rare off-season visit, and you mentioned that you're going to the facility to work out, which brings up the question, when might this season start? Do you have any insight for Jazz fans who would like to watch a game, if they might be watching a game in late December or not until uh, mid-January or maybe even longer than that? you have any feel for where this is going? Uh, I wish I did so I could uh, figure out my kind of training schedule a little bit better. But, no, the, I mean, the last thing we heard, which was the same as everybody else, was um, the December 22, um, which would, you know, if that, if that is when it's going to start, then you obviously go a few weeks forward for for training camp. Um, I think that whatever the draft's coming up here in a few weeks and then you'd have to get free agency tucked in there right behind kind of the draft and then and then obviously um, and, and given the, the shorter time period if it was to start then you um, would probably want a little bit more time training camp just to, to kind of ease into it and, and get guys right so um, I spoke with when, when that report came out I think it was Woj or, or whoever it was Mark Stein or whoever um, I spoke to, to the Jazz guys obviously like you said I'm, I'm here anyway and um, so yeah, put put a bit of a plan together. So for for me, in my mind, I'm going to aim for like an early December training camp and, and prepare and get myself um, kind of 100 percent for those dates somewhere in that early December. And I mean, if it doesn't, if it gets pushed back or, or whatever, it's obviously no. I don't think it's it's going to be anywhere near earlier than that. I think that's safe to say, but. Um, if it did happen to get pushed back, then I'll, I'll just kind of adjust it at that time. So, yeah, I'm going kind of all in for that early December and um, we'll adjust accordingly um, if I need to. 
So usually what happens is guys start getting into town around Labor Day and you start having the informal workouts and then camp opens. Whenever that is. I don't is, know when Labor Day is. I'm Australian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Early September. September. <laughs> okay. First Monday in September. <laughs> so you guys start playing. Will that happen like the preceding month whenever the season and training camp does start? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's hard to answer because we 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 don't have a, a time frame, but um, we've always been pretty good with the Jazz and lucky with the Jazz with the, the players we've had that we've um, guys we've either got together if there's a bunch of them in LA or New York or, or wherever guys kind of um, are living for the off season. Um, but like you know, you've seen with your, your own eyes, uh, we we're pretty lucky to have guys come to Utah pretty early too, and, and kind of get ready. So um, obviously Quinn will will kind of address that and, and what he thinks is best for us from talking with our medical guys of of, of what, what what would be best the best way to kind of uh, approach it and, and tackle it. I, I don't think um, we're going to see guys come in the next couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I would enjoy it because I'm here by myself. Um, I think I'm the only guy uh, in Utah. So, um, guys, guys always, like I said, are, are pretty good. They they come in and out. They've they've come back and forth. Usually, obviously, COVID kind of throws a spanner in that a little bit because of traveling and all that. You want to kind of stay as um, as kind of stable and, and central as you can. So, for me, it's. Like I said, I've, I've been here the whole time and I don't really go anywhere except my house and the facility and, um, yeah, just try and keep, obviously, my, my family and Renee safe as, as possible. I think with what's going on and the cases, I think we're at, well, I think this morning was like 1,500 on the two-week average or whatever it was. So um, it's obviously still pretty bad here. So, um, yeah, just trying to stay as, as safe as possible and, and obviously do what I need to do to, to get ready as well. Well, Joe, we uh, appreciate a few of the valuable minutes in the middle of your offseason. Thanks for checking in with us. No worries. I just want to, yeah, again, obviously thank, thank a huge thank you. I think on probably behalf of a lot of people, but um, our team and the organization and all that, um, to, to the Miller family for, for what they did. It's Like I said, I was a pretty immature little kid that came here and just wanted to play a year in the NBA, and I've... Um, about to have three kids and one of them born in Utah, which I never thought would happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people are, are very thankful for, for what the Miller family has done. And like I said, Gail and, and Larry um, for, for originally getting it and then, yeah, for what they've done up, up until um, kind of yesterday, I guess. So a huge thank you to them. You're gonna sweet, Joe. Your kid is gonna be an American. That's right. That's what I was gonna say. An American <laughs> citizen, Joe. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because we were we were literally yesterday. Renee called me and was like, "I mean, you throw up every situation, and, and if we're in a bubble again or something, then Renee might go home for a little bit or whatever, and just kind of we we've got to kind of throw out every option and, and deal with it as it comes." And Renee looked at the twins' passports, and when you first have a baby and obviously with my lifestyle I have to travel a lot so we got a passports as babies and we're like oh we got five years this will last forever and now the twins are getting new passports and <laughs> um, we, were, we were literally talking about the the American passport I was like oh my gosh I've actually got to get like 
he'll have an American passport first and then we'll have to apply for Australian citizenship, which is really disappointing to me because I really just want to... But it'll be awesome for, for our son. He'll he'll obviously have two passports and um, if he wants to be a, a college athlete or, or something like that, he'll be... Um, it'll be very easy for him to get over here. So, But very sad in saying that too. A citizen of the world, Joe. That's what you'll be raising. As soon as the American passport runs out, I will not be renewing it. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) It'll only be known as Australian. Joe, thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Joe Engels checking in here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Craig Bolerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, coming up in about 15 minutes. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. Monumental day. If we think about the history of our state and our sports franchises, our first owner was an out-of-state guy, brought his outside money into Utah. And at the time, we didn't really have the infrastructure and business and we're a very undeveloped city at that point. And then you take the next owner, who's this guy who's Utah's own, and he starts in the parts department, he builds up his empire. And this is the next stage, and this is a guy who's made it, right? He had the single biggest software tech deal ever in the history of the world. I think this is really symbolic of kind of where our state is going, and we've had the right person for where our state is leading us the whole way, and it seems as though Ryan and Ashley are the next right step. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Well, PK, a spiritual giant like yourself is fully aware <laughs> Of the phrase, that, that's actually a cheap shot of Gordon Monson, by the way, just in case you're wondering. And Gordon knows why if he hears it. He once referred to himself as a spiritual giant. We're aware. <laughs> wow. Anyway, a spiritual giant like yourself would be aware of the, uh, of the, uh, the meaning of the, the phrase, the sentence, a prophet has no honor in his hometown. And then there's the sports corollary, much less important, obviously, but nonetheless, also true, a quarterback has no honor in his hometown. Oh, well, yeah, and a morning show radio talk show uh, co-host has no honor in his own country, that's for sure. There it is. But yeah. Hey, absolutely, man. It's He's getting, uh, speaking of Zach Wilson, he's getting a whole heck of a lot of honor <laughs> other places. I just called up a mock draft for Yahoo. Uh, Mocktober, as they're calling it. And, you know, the NFL draft, you can really, these are just must-reads, even though they're sort of, I don't want to say garbage is too strong. And they're, they're no, you know what they meaningless. are? They are, and this, this is a word, ballparkish. Okay. They're just NBA mock draft. Boom, I see it. I click on it. It's like yeah. I'm addicted. I can't help. Not so much baseball because there's so many kids out there that you have no idea with high school and whatnot. But when you get NBA and NFL, any mock draft I see, I always look at it. And here's one for the NFL. And, of course, they got number one, Trevor Lawrence. And this is a... The guy writes, there's chatter about Lawrence possibly returning to school in 2021. Do we buy it? Absolutely not. <laughs> and then number two, and we've seen this uh, consistently, Panay Sewell out of uh, Oregon, who's a St. George kid, offensive lineman, who's op- opted out to get ready for the draft this year. Probably a wise move with so much money he's got at stake. And then number three, Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, no problem there. And number four, the North Dakota State quarterback, Trey Lance. How about that? I mean, that's that's interesting, too. And then number five, the Texas uh, from uh, Miami Dolphins, LSU receiver Jamar Chase. 
And number six, the Minnesota Vikings, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. Number six in the draft? How about that? Fourth quarterback, sixth pick. And how about two kids from Utah high schools in the top six? What are the odds of that with all the kids at Florida and Texas and California cranking out? Screw them. Not to mention Georgia and Arizona. Go Desert Hills, go Corner Canyon. And Louisiana. Look Arizona. at Utah. Look at Utah go, man. This Two is a place of the to top be. Six. I mean, we're going to see free agents flock to the Jazz in record numbers. I mean, that's just obvious. And we're going to see talent flock to Utah. I mean, Zach Wilson, number six. How about this? Uh, he has had an excellent season, and it's not apples to apples comparison, but one year ago, Joe Barrow was a late first round pick and just starting to receive mention as a possible top 10 pick. Now, we compared him a little bit to the rise between one season and the next, and Burrow took it to the top, obviously, and is doing excellent now in his rookie season with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I'm telling you, man, Zach Wilson has got some talent, and people, not you and me, two yahoos, people who matter are noticing. Yep, there it is. Wow. One veteran evaluator reminded us this summer, quarterbacks always go higher than you think. That's true. So you don't think Zach's the number six pick in the draft because he's playing quarterback here and he went to high school here, but quarterbacks always go higher than you think. And we've been saying this for a while now. Every time we see a list of quarterbacks, he's between number two and number five. Trevor Lawrence is always number one. But Zach is somewhere between two and five. And on this list, he'd be quarterback four which translates into pick six in this mock draft. To Minnesota, I mean, you can see it, right? The age difference between he and Cousins, get the next guy ready. It's kind of Green Bayish, And obviously, also, it's not going well in Minnesota this year. That went all right last year. All right, DJ and PK, there's your uh, college football slash NFL note for the morning. Craig Bolerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, a guy who has been in the market so long, he remembers... Before the Millers own the team, which means he's the guy to chronicle how, how much things have changed. We'll, and also, where he thinks things are changing next. I talked to Bowler a little bit last night. We'll get him on the air and share some of his thoughts next. Stay with us.